Thank you, healthcare workers. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, first responders. Thank you, essential workers. Thank you from Canasense Total Wellness. Medical cannabis is now legal by telemedicine. Get the medicine you need by getting reviewed for a medical cannabis card. Contactless appointments available at canasense.com. For as low as $39, you can get reviewed for a medical cannabis card. That's canasense.com for a licensed medical cannabis doctor review. Please take medicine responsibly. Canasense.com has all the information you need to get connected with a doctor for a $39 medical cannabis appointment. Go to canasense.com today for a contactless appointment. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-E-N-S-E.com. Get the medicine you need by getting reviewed for a medical cannabis card at canasense.com. Canasense is common sense. Paid for by the Canasense Foundation. Thank you. This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No, Bob Boomy. Hello everybody, this is Chris Reinhardt from Berkshire Mountain Sasquatch, and we're about to get in the woods with Brian Bowden on Nobody But Me. Hello everybody and welcome again to another episode of Nobo Boomy, standing for Nobody But Me, Brian Bowden, your host. Part of the host of Inside the Goblin Universe, and Ron Murphy and I will be back, but this is my show, and we talk about some other things, sometimes paranormal, sometimes not paranormal, and it's going to be a great show. Uh, it's been a while. We have, uh, we've had a couple of guests, but we've been doing the, uh, the lockdown thing, so sometimes it's just a little bit too much to get going. Um, other than that, everything seems to be pretty good. I hope you and yours are doing well. But that said, um, I don't know if I'm muted anymore, but I think I'm not. Uh, we'll go for, um, we're going to start the show. And I thought, well, I've been trying to get this guest on for a while. He is busy and he also had other things he had to take care of personal wise. So I'm not going to, you know, give him any, any problems or grief. But I know that my partner in crime, when we go to investigate, even though he's retired now, so I'm, I'm out there solo, all by myself. Um, <laughs> my buddy, I'm bringing him on as a special co-host because our guest, Al and I, we just keep talking back and forth, and I'm tired of playing like telephone, like typing one person, get a response to tape, say back to somebody else. So without a further ado, we are going to bring in the man himself from Berkshire Mountain Sasquatch. Chris Reinhardt, welcome to the program. How are you tonight? Doing very good, Brian. How are you and Al doing tonight? Uh, I'm good. Al? I'm good. Nice to, nice to see you, uh, Chris. <laughs> Both. Yeah, nice to meet everybody, finally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a great show. You know, something I... I um, we were to, Al and I were talking prior to this because it, it, you know, when this this show uh, is is airing, we spend most of our day, and I'm sure you did too, Chris, 
uh, shoveling out stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of snow and movements, and I know my back is screaming. So I, I started using um, CBD oil, which I don't know if you guys are, are into. I think, Al, you've taken it a couple times. And it really, yeah, for really, my hands. Yeah. yeah, it worked really, really great. And, um, you know, I think it's a great product. I think you should talk to the people. You should talk to the doctors. But um, I know a company. We, we, we have a kind of a relationship. It's called Canna Sense. And they are, are uh, one of the first of its kind to provide medical or medicinal use uh, products to people that sign up for it and subscribe to it. And they got a whole bunch of different products, whether you want to eat things or creams, because they work great. I mean, if you have like certain like, you know, stiff necks and joints, sometimes you don't want to take anything, but if you rub it on it, it really does work very well. I do the CBD every once in a blue moon, not all the time. Um, my days with that stuff is long gone. But uh, <laughs> if you want to, you can go to canasense.com and you could slash reference slash 128 and you'll get to an affiliates url and if you want to take a look you know, think about joining uh there are a lot of benefits and the best part is they deliver it to your front door they will uh ship it to you and yes it's legal um so you know that's they, they they've they've crossed all the t's and 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 dotted the i's on this one and um since 50 states already have medicinal marijuana usage um, it's a no-brainer. It's a, it's a good delivery system, and if you if you buy, you also get paid back anyhow. So uh, again, canasense.com/ref/slash/128. That's an affiliate ID for the Nobo Boomi Show, and that's www.canasense.com/slash/ref/slash/128. And go take a look. I mean, again. Talk to your physicians about it. You know, some people, it, it may not work or the doctors may not like to use it, but whatever is right for you, it is an alternative and it's, it's having a great effect on a lot of people. Um, and I think in the coming future, I'm going to try to gift it to Sasquatch. But that being said, <laughs> Chris is our guest. Chris, there's a, I, I know you. I mean, I, I, I f found you because I was actually... Uh, way back when I got, I had an experience when I was a camper in a summer camp near where you live, uh, and in the Berkshires, and this thing was right in my window. And when I was talking to Al, because Al's had a couple of experiences growing up, and even you know we've had some together, um, it allowed me to relive this moment and remember it better. And I did some more research in the area, and I just said, you know what? Let me see if if I was crazy or not. And when I looked up at the time of year, um, when I looked up Bigfoot Berkshires, well, I knew it was going to happen, but it just popped off the map. I mean, there's Bigfoot in that entire area. Matter of fact, the town that, that my camp is, is close to, there was the Winstead Wildman, which um, I know you know about. Um, so it was valid. But how did you, you know, how did you get started in this, Chris? Like, was it just Bigfoot or was this like, you know, a bet, a dare? Yeah, well, actually, it was YouTube. We uh, gave up cable, and uh, we've got, we've started streaming. So um, I've always been, always watched all the shows on all the, uh, growing up. Every time, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, I've watched them all. And all of a sudden, I said, I seen YouTube TV, so 
I'm not a computer guy or anything, so I didn't know much about YouTube at the time, so I punched in Bigfoot. Then all of a sudden, it was just every, you know, show after show after show after show after show. And I really didn't know people were out there actually looking for Sasquatch. I really didn't. I didn't think it was a thing. Um, so what I finally decided to do is, you know, I took some notes watched a couple of different people that I really enjoyed watching and I started heading out into the woods and I haven't stopped now for five years ever since I <laughs> went out the first time. Well, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing because like I said, I've said it numerous times. I never thought of Bigfoot or Sasquatch being in our area. I always thought Pacific Northwest and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, uh -huh. I, I would, you know, I had a guy that used to go out with me when we first started, and uh, it was funny. He'd wear a mask, and he'd wear all black, because he didn't want anybody to know that he was out in the woods looking for Bigfoot, you know? And me, I don't really care what people really think, so I did it myself, and we were going out, and we were we started finding things, and it was just like, we found this one tree when our first time out. It was a root ball. I mean, this was a, it was like a five, six-inch diameter tree, and it was stuck in the ground, with the root ball hanging out. You can see it actually on my channel, the first video we ever did. Right. And we started finding these these structures all over the place. And, you know, and it just, it we're just, we couldn't, you know, okay. It could, you know, the wind tornado could have done that. Any Anything could have done it. But we, until we started getting the interactions, then he started getting creeped out. Then he left. And uh, once the interaction started, I was hooked and I couldn't stop. I was, I just kept on going and going and going and going. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, there's a lot of controversy that, that comes around with a lot of this, um, I guess the tree structures, right? Um, right. A friend, a good friend of mine out of the UK who does um, a beast of Britain, um, he did, a, he did a, a, a program and he said, you know, how do we know that these structures are, you know, these tree leans and the crosses like you know how you we, we see these things a lot um how do we know it's not just rocks and trees and th he proposed that and i you know i can't speak for the uk but i can tell you that we've had experiences with a bipedal cryptid and they happen to have the same type of markings there i mean am i crazy or you know maybe maybe they don't do that in the uk you know or maybe he's just not looking um do you think those, like like the root ball being up, is that like a main type of, like, what are some of the, sorry, what are some of the structures other than the root balls coming up? What do you have there that's not bare, not, you know, uh, I don't even know what you have up there, Bob, you know, cat. Yeah, bobcats, we got the bears, we got. Yeah. Um, I, I, I folk, you know, I don't focus on the big, huge things because I think that's mainly wind. I like the little the snaps, the snaps with the twists. Yes. Deer don't deer don't snap over trees and twist them. In the middle, especially a green tree, a green sapling that's three inches around does not get snapped at six and a half feet in the air and twisted over by a deer, or a human would want. You can't do it. You just can't do it. Green tree sapling, you just can't do it. And I've seen them. I got them on video. I got everything I do is on video. Every wood knock I've I've seen or heard, everything is on video. I mean, I've received gifts. I've received rocks. I mean, I've been in the same area for five years. 
I've traveled. I've been to Missouri. I've had interactions in Missouri. I've been to Colorado. I had interactions in Colorado. I've had interactions in Massachusetts. And here right now, to tell you the truth, we are on, I, I'm pretty sure, onto a travel route that goes from one of my areas to another area that we were just let into this year for the first time. Oh, but we're cool. finding the same track, the same print of the same individual in both places. And there's 10 miles apart. And they were joined together by a creek. So the stuff like that is what we look for. We look for, I, I don't look for, we, you don't see those big, you know, the huge huts here. Right. I find nests, nests here for the first time this year. I found two nests, never found those before. Now, now in the nests, I got to ask because um, is there an odor? Uh, you know, we know that the, most of my interactions when you get to a squash type of situation, there's not one that really smells good. Would you agree, Al? I mean, you know, you know when you're in squatch territory, there's a smell that sometimes comes up that is, is very, very, um, it can be, you know, really offensive. Do the nests that you have there have an odor to it? I mean, have you, you I, I've seen some of the videos, did you check for hairs, you know, all oh, yeah, these we, different things? Oh, yeah, we go through it. I actually carry a DNA, DNA kit with, with test tubes and gloves and um, alcohol rubs and tweezers, and that's always in my bag, always looking for hairs. And actually this year we have a geneticist that's a friend of the family, which was huge. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, huge. And she's a professor, and she has her grad students do our testing for us for part <laughs> of their, part of their, uh, for their degree, I guess. And uh, so we're on it now. We're on more hair samples, everything. I actually had a gift, or I don't know, a, I have a trading post. And I actually had a monkey taken a year ago, and it was brought back the same week. A year later, right by wow. the, right by that's the great. Gifting area. So we clipped off a sample, and that's actually at the geneticist in her freezer right now. Sweet. Um, I was talking to Al because he, he's Mr. Retired, so he doesn't get out. But there's a there's a there's some gifting going on that that we're monitoring, and we're coming up with I'm coming up with a couple of ways to try to get um, uh, samples of some some hair without being like too crazy like one of the, the ideas i had was um a, as the person's doing the gifting i said you know those those sheets of contact sheets for like roaches or 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 you know they're they're sticky but they're not super sticky like a glue trap for like a mouse and i said you kind of put get like a stuffed animal like you did with the monkey chris put it in on that patch and when it kind of goes to go grab it maybe you're going to get some extra hairs from the the creature which would be great but our problem was like i was thinking like where the hell who the hell are we going to send this to right i mean al yeah no we we had this big discussion and i was saying exactly what you what you have going on with your uh, friend i was telling brian just the other day it would be nice if we had somebody we knew even if they passed it off to their classes and had the kids do it for you know to for the course you know training for the course at least we could get it done, you know. But uh, when you just said that, it just blew me off my chair because yeah. I was just talking yeah. about it just the other day to him about that. A lot of that stuff's been happening to a lot of people. The same wavelength, same conversations yep. are coming out with other people. I just had that happen to me today. It's a it's, lot lately. It's pretty intense when that stuff happens, when you're like, oh, my right. God, we're on the same wavelength here. 
we're all doing the same thing. But, um, you know, I don't know what they would charge, but I would trust them, you know, through you more so than trying to find an independent lab to do this because, frankly, and I think, you know, Al and I have always discussed this, like if we got some major evidence like that, we're fearful of it being, you know, taken. And right, no, she's she's hundred percent. She tested. She actually tested when she was a student. Yeti samples from Ooh. a king. Really? In, yes. And so, so she's really she's totally. They're she's on board. Trying to, she's trying to make up different. What do they call the thing? And not sequences. What's the word? Um. Are you talking about like trying to find the the, the... genomes? Genomes? Yeah, well, yeah, they got a word for it that they, but different formulas. She says right. we should have tried this formula. We should have tried to put this in with it to try and extract this part of the DNA out. And they got all these ideas that they're trying. So when the most important thing is, is you got to keep it cold. Get that sample and freeze it. I carry an ice pack in my bag now because if you ever get a sample, she says to put it right in there and keep it cold. And when you get it home, into the freezer. She goes, leave the woods right away, get it in the freezer. And then when you send it to me, send an ice package. That's very important. Uh, uh, very that, important. It's actually good to know. I mean, I, you know, I don't even know where the heck we would get, I would get DNA kits, you know. I made my own. Well, I, it's, well I, I'm not, you know, I'd have to go to medical supply and try to find some plastic test tubes. and. I get it right on Amazon for like six bucks, you get a hundred of them. Oh, great. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you, just, you, then you throw them in a the dishwasher, hot water, alcohol them, wrap them, and then I, got, I buy little containers. I don't know if I have any here. That, and, and, but you the, know, little plastic, the little plastic survival snap-on things. Right. So then you just you snap, you put all your test tubes in there, the alcohol rubs, the tweezers. I even got a fingerprint because I use a stainless steel at the gifting area. Right. So if they ever grab a bowl, I'm going to try dusting for the prints this year. Nice. So I got all that geared up for this that's, year. That's a great idea. Uh, I'm going to go talk to, to uh, we. you know, I have a third party because... Because Al's, Al's, you know, he'll he'll talk about certain things here, but we, he's not been going out. Um, but I'm, you know, we, we still, I mean, like we talk almost every day um, about this because we have to, you know, I have to bounce it off of people's, you know, the ideas and stuff. And we were thinking, like, where the hell are we going to get, you know, if we get DNA, where the hell are we going to, you know, get it sequenced without it getting taken? And like, you know, we have to start thinking about like outside the box. Um, but a hundred test tubes like that for you know on on Amazon, I mean for the ones that we're not using now, we could just totally do Jello shots at that point. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, I got a question for you. Good. When you when you started watching the YouTube videos and you start, who did you actually follow? Who did you who did you think were were worth watching and following? Um. Uh, that's a tough question for me. I don't really want to talk about. Okay. I don't talk right, to them. We'll, we'll I don't pass. talk. I don't talk to them anymore. So, I, I, um, I, okay. No Understandable. Problem. Understandable. But, uh, uh, you know, can I ask you another question while I got you here? Um, when you found the tree upside down with the root ball, um, was that just a one a once off, or did you find multiple ones like that? Oh, I found them. I found other ones. I found. Uh, well, we were, what we're finding is sticks stuck okay. in the ground six inches. I mean, sticks that you can't put in the ground by itself. If it fell from a tree, there's no way a one inch diameter stick is going to stick six inches in the ground. Even if it's total muck, it's not going to happen. And we follow those all the time. 
And we actually followed one up to a tree we found this spring. It was an X and it was never there before. It's by an old Indian tree marker. I wish I had the pictures to show you. But it was never there before we found it in the spring. We're coming up early in the morning. And all of a sudden we see the sun coming through. And I turn over to Larry, guy that goes with me. His name's Larry too. And um, I said, Larry, the sun is coming up right in the crosshairs. I bet you any amount of money this is magnetic north if I put a compass in the middle of this. Next time we come, I'm bringing a compass. I come the next time. We're checking it all out. We put a compass in the middle of it. Sure as hell, magnetic north. Wow, that's well, it's funny you say so, that. I was looking at it. We get two wood knocks in back of us. Oh. I got it. It's all on tape. It's all on it's video. It's out actually out to watch. And, uh, and it's, the next it's, time it's fun. Oh, sorry, Al. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say it's funny that you brought that up because that was my next question. When did you find out that everything was pointing at um, – at a magnetic north, you yeah. know, how'd you come across that? So you just actually answered that. that. Was, it was crazy. And then the next time we got the two wood knocks in back of us. And then the next time we came up there was on the ground. Oh, wow. So they, down. they pulled it down. Oh, yeah. They watch us up there. They go to my whistle. It's pretty cool. It's pretty so, nerve, unnerving, too. It, 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 let me tell you, well, you know, we've had a couple experience, Al and I, that, you, you 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 sometimes like okay are we really doing the right thing here because it gets a little bit hairy, but in in the case something I want to talk about another hairy situation, you mentioned about the monkey that you uh, put out it something took it, and right. then something um, put it back a year later right yeah same week same week so but I thought there was like something was angry I, I remember watching some of the video and what was going on there. Like, it seemed like, did they rip it to shreds or something? Or Oh, no, they ripped the, the replacement monkey to shreds. Oh. Yeah. So you thought we, you, took, you... we took the monkey and replaced it with another one. And so they ripped and it to shreds. Oh, they ripped it right out of the tree, shreds the, the, the belly of the monkey out. It was all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Was not happy. They were not happy. Now, what was, okay, I got to ask because I just, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out because this is proper gifting, folks. I just want to—I want to say it right here. This is like kind of proper gifting. The people that are doing gifting, and Al, correct me if I'm wrong, please, or you too, Chris, um, that go and start playing with food—bad idea. Really, really bad idea because you're you're opening a can of worms for a really big uh, entity that if they don't get what they're supposed to get. There could be a lot of problems, um, and so you got to be careful. So, with the gifting, was there a major difference between that monkey and, and the one that they wanted, or was it? You well, know, just, I think I think we snuck up. I think we came in on them, and they dropped it. I don't think they left it there. I think they carried it with them because it was right next to the nest, that new nest. Ooh. Now, do you yeah, think it was the a new nest? Was thirty feet from the, the trading post. I call it trading post, gift rack, gifting, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was 30 feet from the new nest, was 30 feet from the trading post, and the monkey was right there. So I think we came in on them, and they dropped it. Oh, they heard, we you, took, heard you coming? And then we took it. And then we put the other monkey in the tree, Ooh. and they were not having it. <laughs> That's but I, not I, cool. I don't, I, the only bad experience I've had with food is when I was giving them meat, Larry's wife would start seeing them come down to the house Ooh. when we weren't up there every two weeks. So I stopped with the red meat. I only give them peanut butter and apples. And I bury my gifts under the ground. I dig a hole 
I put them in Tupperware containers now with rocks on top of them, everything padded around. So they have to go and lift up them rocks and get to the Tupperware, snap the lid off. I mean, the lid's always slapped off. Take whatever's in there and go. That's they cool. Take everything with them. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jars of peanut butter, gone. Just gone. They're not anywhere. We've scoured the woods. Gone. That's kind of cool. So, hey, Chris, can I ask you a question? Yep. How big How big were the nests? Did you measure the nest out? Uh, no. We, uh, the nest was probably, it was starting to dry up because it was so hot. But I would say it was probably about 10 feet long by 6 feet wide is my guess. It was perfect. You could see something was in the middle of it. And deer don't break off limbs of pine trees and throw them in. And, and then we found the same nest up the road 10 miles where we're at now, too, where we're finding the same track. So we're thinking it's a, like a, it's, it's trackway. It's got to be. They got to be traveling that creek. Do you think they're traveling singularly or or with like a like a clan? Because you know, usually uh, some of the most experiences I had, with the exception of the one peeking in my window, um, when we're out in the woods, you know, you get in the woods, as you say. Um, it seems that there there's more than one. Usually, you can hear the different. You can hear different you know tree knocks from different locations. Um, but on yours, I mean, how many how many squats can can fit in that one spot? Do you think they could put two two oh. physical adults? Oh yeah, I think really? there was a family of three there. I think, but I know something weird happened this spring where they weren't traveling like they were the spring before. See, that's the best part about having a trading post, because people think, okay, you're just expend. That's not how we see it. We're using it to collect data. We're using it to know when they're there, what they're taking where they're going, and how often they're there. So for five years now, I've been keeping track of that. I know what months are there. September through the end of November, they are at that spot. They're doing something there because they're always there. Always, always, always there. We get knocks all the time when we're there. We whistle at them. They whistle back. We get gifts from them. Always there. Winter time, once every two weeks, once every three weeks, maybe. The big guy. 15-inch print. We found his print four times. That's... He hasn't come around that this that much this year. We caught him. We caught him good, and it was a good trick. We dug up because the substrate here is so hard, you can't get a print unless you got mud. So what we did is we dug up the dirt next to where we leave the peanut butter in the ground. We dug it up, fluffed it all up, raked it all out, and it was like a two inches like peat moss fluffed nice. up. He stepped right in it. I got yes. pictures of it. We didn't go there for two weeks though after, and the rain hit it, but you could still see the print perfect. The big 15-inch print. And I found it in the snow two other times. But he didn't do that too much traveling this year. So I don't. something happened this year that I, I can't – I don't know. They're, they weren't all there. Something happened. Do you think um, what we're experiencing with the lockdown and stuff has confused the hell out of them? And that's why maybe they're not working or they're not doing what they normally would do? I or, figured they'd be on the move more because nobody's – or there's more people in the woods, though, actually, now, too. Right. Everybody's hiking. But, uh, I mean, like, you know, I was thinking about it on, on a, a different end, you know. I think these these creatures, these, these entities, are physical creatures here, flesh and blood. And I also – and I'm, I don't care if I get crap for it. I also think they're interdimensional because when you have tracks that, that walk – you know, I've seen them. They go in the middle of a huge field. There's no trees to be found for, for a hundred yards around, and all of a sudden tracks disappear. Um, 
you know, is it magic? I think the only way they can do it is interdimensionally. And I wasn't an interdimensional guy for a long while. Um, I mean, I've had many conversations with the, the man that's joined us, the, the, the co-anchor here, Al, about this. I thought people were crazy. Oh, this squatch speak, mind speak. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Very polite about it. But, and then I had my own experience where it went from point A to point B pretty damn quick. And I said, interdimensional, it's got to be. And, and, or, or, and I can't prove it just yet. So that, that being said, um, do you, is part of your equipment when you go out there, do you cast these things or are you doing like what I'm, I'm trying to do? I got this new little phone here and it has LiDAR on it and I bought it. My old phone was dying anyhow. It was, it was bad. So I got the newer version of an Apple and I do it for 3D scanning. That's, I think the new thing. Do you do any 3D scanning when you're out there? Oh, that's pretty cool. No, every time I get those good prints, I don't have my the backpack with the with the uh, casting stuff in it. <laughs> Every single time, and it's not a lie. And I don't. I don't yeah, it's, that's isn't I that the way it always is. I found a handprint, yeah. which is very, very. I wish I could show you guys the pictures. We're gonna have to get together because I got so much to show you. <laughs> I found a handprint where it actually was on a it was on a bank, and it had his hands like he was crouched down, like 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 a offensive lineman or a defensive end was ready to go at the quarterback. Right. He was pounced down in his hand, and I didn't have the casting materials in my other bag. So I come back the next day, can't find it. So this year I got this. I got the the print of the what I believe is the little one, nine and a half inches this year, and perfect in the mud. Beautiful, be I mean beautiful. You'll see the picture. I took a picture. Of it. Beautiful. Yeah, I didn't mean, have the casting material with me. So instead of <laughs> instead of marking it with a stick. And coming back to it, I came back to it the next day. I couldn't find it. You know, I, yeah. Never again. Never again will it happen. Well, it's me. it's funny because um, Al was the one that I was thinking plaster Paris casting type of stuff really quick, and he was when Rocketcrete. What's the stuff that you you used or we carried? Was it the Rocketcrete? Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's yeah, something like that. It's for chimneys, and it dries like in five minutes. Yeah, like quick creek. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's basically it's made for chimney repair. Yeah, like a mortar. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it dries in like five minutes flat, yeah. and you can pick it pick it up, and it's rock solid, and you can take it away. You don't have to cover it, leave it overnight, or whatever. It's just it's good stuff. Yeah, it really yeah. really dries quick. And it's it's not as heavy as as the other. I mean, I used to carry. I have like five pounds of plaster. Yeah, five pounds. And yeah. and you know when you you know for anybody that hasn't been out in the field and doing this stuff, that's valuable five pounds. You know, oh, I'd rather huge. have five pounds of water than plaster at this point because it's not only five pounds of plaster; it's you know, gallon, almost a gallon plus of water that you have to carry. I mean, it's a lot of weight. We went out one time to go back to this a uh, uh, couple of years ago. We went back to this. We were both drawn back to the the place where we had our experience, and we all went out, and it, it must have been like a hundred degrees out there. It was so humid, and we stopped, and he wasn't feeling well. He was like, I, I thought he was gonna pass out. I'm like, okay, well, here, take my orange. I gave him some food. He ate a little bit. And he felt better, and then we found this den. But you, you know, I was carrying a ton of stuff at that point. I can't keep carrying all this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, th I think I was. I think I was being hit with uh, infrasound that day because we were we were. We were being drawn right to that location where the den was, and I think they were trying to stop us 
uh, from finding that den. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but, I've never been hit with that. But Larry, the guy that goes, he comes with me now uh, from time to time. Uh, he's been hit with it. it. Gets the upset stomach and everything. Every time we're up at the rock, and then we'll get a knock, and uh, he'll say, "Oh, my stomach's not feeling so good. I don't really feel so good." And then all of a sudden, right on the tree. 30 feet away that's the that's the problem they're they're 30 40 50 feet away from us and we can't yeah. see them you know they're it, right there they're it's right a, there it's a great barometer i mean like you know uh al and i learned the, the hard way that when you're going on a long investigation um it's always good to have a little emodium in your system just <laughs> in case yeah. because i've been in the woods and had to do the, the 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 dirty and it just it also helps to you know like settle your stomach down so you don't have to worry about much but that's a great barometer i mean like, larry how you feeling i'm feeling great oh my god my stomach hurts i'm like okay we're good yeah. everybody everybody just start, yeah. start looking yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no, have hey you, chris just go to ahead. circle around just sure. to circle around to the to the den again were the dens built like igloos? Were they A-framed? Were they teepees? How would they? How would they? It was shape? like a ne- it was like a, a nest on the ground, like a bird nest. It was a bunch of pine trees broken, all piled together, and then like a bowl in the middle that something was just sleeping in. Oh wow! And then with pine nuts, all piled up next to it, empty pine oh. nuts, and the same thing up ten miles up the road, the nest with the pine nuts. So something was just there sitting, munching on pine nuts, sleeping in those nests. Yeah. that's. Have you ever come across a carcass, like a, a, a dead animal, that wouldn't be characterized as a bear attack or a, a, a cat, a big cat attack? Something I just, unusual? Re, just, just recently had a, out my back door here, had a coyote leg left in the middle of the road. A coyote leg? Coyote leg. Wow. The whole one. Ripped. Not, not, not cut ripped uh, that, maria's like what is going on she's going you got to get back out in the woods because they're starting to leave stuff for you here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i can't prove what left it but. yeah yeah i found i found a 175 pound buck one time wedged in the in a arch of a tree and the tree was shaped like a fire pole and the arch wasn't up until like the v-shape of the tree wasn't up uh, until you got to about 60 feet and everybody I was with um, were like, Is, was that a bear? Was that a big cat? I said, no, there's no way a mountain lion would drag something that weighs as much as itself that high up. You know what I right. mean? Maybe 10 feet, but not 60 feet straight up. And this right. thing was just laid over this tree and just left there for like, I'll get back to it later. And you would have seen huge claw marks on the tree too. Yeah, no, there was not no marks on the right. tree. Right. So if it was a yeah. cat, if it was a cat, it's definitely using its its claws to get up that tree. Yeah, definitely. no. Even a bear, a bear would have used claws, but not right. a bear's not going to carry a, uh, a a a buck up a tree. But yeah, that's what everybody I mean, says about the black bears. They they're deadly, but I've never seen one eating any any carcass anywhere. I've always seen them eating garbage. I guess that's my problem. <laughs> but I've never seen I've never seen anything in the woods. No, I've never come across a carcass. Nothing. I found I mean, another we, one one time that was ripped. I was being drawn to like a gully, and I don't know why I was being drawn to this gully. I was being drawn to this gully, and I was filming. I got it on my camera somewhere, and I um, went down to the gully, and I started filming. And there in the gully was a beautiful buck, again, a 150-pound you know, buck um, laying in the gully. 
and its stomach was ripped open right down the middle and all the organs were taken out of it, but no meat and nothing else. Huh. Yeah. Organs. And which really, which was really weird is that you would have thought that the coyotes would have came around and, and eaten with all the meat that was left on the, but the, the buck, the thing was just left there. I mean, undisturbed. It was just very um, interesting to, to yeah. see how it was ripped open right down the center of the stomach. Yeah. There's, there's some kind of written rule where there's animals aren't supposed to be where they are. If you're in the woods and it's totally, deathly quiet in your areas, you know they're right there. You don't see a squirrel. You don't hear nothing. You might hear a crow warning, you know, when you're coming in or something. But usually, we don't see any deer. We don't see, we don't see nothing. If we're yeah. in the woods and we see a squirrel, they're not there. That's how we, we go. This is all, in my opinion, too, and my data collected. This is not written in stone by any way, shape, or form. This is just my findings and I'm sharing with everybody. So don't think that uh, I know it all because I, I sure no, don't. I, know. I, I, I think that's common knowledge. I think anybody who's hunted in their life knows that when the wood goes quiet, there's a predator in the area. You know yeah. what I mean? And for guys like us who maybe weren't big time hunters, but we've been, we've been spending a lot of time in the woods the last five, ten years, whatever, you just notice when the woods go deadly silent. You just you one minute the birds are chirping and the squirrels are running around digging nuts and everything else, and then the next thing you know, boom, it's dead silent. Yeah. And it it's eerie because you know a minute uh, just a minute ago the woods the woods were alive. You know, yeah. So, yep. I mean, it, it, you know, something that um that happened up where again in near neck of your woods, uh, up there, when when I had that that um encounter with with what I think I, it looked like a giant monkey so I'm saying it's Sasquatch and it's been proven um, a couple of years go by and one of my best friends there we, we, we had two parts of this camp there's a road that separated the camp the bulk of it from like the parking lot and what we call canteen where people would hang out at night um, and he went behind the canteen once he came out as, I mean he was scared out of his gourd and he said, he said, there's a big, there's, a, there's a, a monster back there with big yellow eyes and fangs and claws. Don't go back there. It's 12 feet tall. And we're like, yeah, 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 whatever. But I mean, I kind of believed him because there's a look of fear when you have it. And to this day now, when I, when I talk about it, he goes, oh, I was making it up. And I know he wasn't making it up because you can, there's a look. He was terrified. He was, I got to get out of here. He couldn't get away from it faster. Knowing what I know about Bigfoot and Sasquatch and knowing what I know about, thanks to Al, um, Dogman, do you, do you have any, any Dogman type of things that you know of in the area? You know that? Me? Yeah. I have no idea. I wouldn't even know where to start with Dogman. I've never seen one, heard one, or found prints of one, so I don't know too much about that. But I, I don't doubt it, but I think that it's... Uh, an offspring of the Sasquatch, maybe. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I have no, I have no, like I said, I don't know too much about the dog man thing. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Al was the one that introduced me, and I didn't really want to believe until we started, you know, 
having these, you know, listen to people and real testimonies. And then we had a couple experiences that were, were interesting. I just found that most of the time when you have a, a Sasquatch in the area, there's really good up, you know, it seems like there are dogmen in, in most of those areas and they kind of keep themselves um, separate and distinct. You know, they, they don't, they don't intermingle. Everybody has like, like Bigfoot has certain type of signs you see like with the tweet tree bends. And when you see uh, something that takes a big tree and literally pulls it out of the ground, turns it upside down and hangs it like an umbrella roots. Um, I've never seen a Bigfoot or most Bigfoot squatchy areas do that. But um, I was just wondering if you had any because it would correlate perfectly with the Bigfoot Sasquatch, uh, the, the Sasquatch dogman type of like that roadway separating them like you stay at the hell on your side and we'll stay on this side otherwise we're gonna have a rumble so i was just right. wondering about it i um, had one experience i could tell you about we were uh at one of my areas and it was uh dusk and we were just out there checking things out we found a couple of structures that we were just keeping an eye on and uh we're walking in and we're walking we're walking down the path and all of a sudden we heard like a dog whimpering noise like a wounded dog, like something got hit. We're at we're in a state forest, and like a dog got hit, it's going And my buddy turns to me and says, like there's a wounded dog over there. So we went and we walked probably, I don't know, thirty feet into the woods. We got to the spot where the whimper was, there's nothing there, but all of a sudden up to our left, thirty four thirty feet more into the woods, same noise again. And again, my buddy's like, Well, we must have scared, it must have ran up there. So then we went back 30 feet more into the woods, and then all of a sudden, off to our right, again, dog whimpering noise 30 feet more up. All of a sudden, my buddy says, whatever this is, it's luring us into the woods Absolutely. right now. Yeah. It, was, it, was <laughs> dust. it was dust. So we turned like we said, let's get to the road, and let's get the hell out of here. Because we yeah. have a flashlight, we had nothing. We get to the road, and then all of a sudden, I hear a whoop. We go, whoop. And then all of a sudden, I look up, and all of a sudden, through the foliage, rock comes and lands right by right in back of me. So was it a wow. bigfoot? Was it a dog man? It was something. It was something that was luring us into the woods. Yeah, I got I got goosebumps when you talk when you yeah. start talking about it. Yeah, I got that's goosebumps. That's how that's that area got that name. Rock Throw Alley is one of my areas I go to, and that's how it got its name from that interaction. And my buddy to this day won't go back there. That's that's yeah, that's that's that's, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you I'm, know I'm, me. I go back there. You know, you get you get to go back there, but you got to understand and you got to remember where where your spots are, like a situation like that. Because when we had an um, we were doing an investigation at a cemetery, and Al was like, you know, he kept hearing things. There was very dogman esque, and I wasn't really focused on. I was focused on more of the ghost side of, you know, like, we're at a cemetery, I'm looking for EVPs. Um, and there was one point where we kind of get these noises that were coming from one direction, and then we find the tree structure. Remember that, Al? The big tree structure? That, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I was describing, like, literally take a tree, a, a three-foot diameter or more bigger tree out of the ground with the roots on it, turn it upside, hang it upside down with other trees, like, you know, umbrellaing it in place and and i say i kept going and going and he goes yo bright come back i have a feeling we're being lured to something and later that night we kind of went in a, in a similar direction to get back to the car and you know that would have been right i mean we were almost lured into a certain area where it would have been bad 
Right. Um, yeah. And, and it, if you hear a dog man in the wood, how, how, Chris, uh, yeah, Chris, you'll, you'll, you'll never forget it. It's yeah. the creepiest sound you ever heard in your life. It just goes right through you. And, uh, it's just not, not a natural sound. You know, like yeah. you hear a whoop, it's a, a whoop is a whoop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've heard it from primates forever. Kids going to the to the zoo with with school trips, the monkeys whoop at you, you know, and even the monkey barking, you know, who hasn't seen the monkey jump up and down barking? And, but when you hear this howl, it is so unnatural that it just sends shivers down your spine, and you'll, when you hear it, you'll know it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the night the night stuff, but because I had so many interactions at night. That, the first interactions I had, like close interactions, were at night. Yeah, I'm, it... I'm a big fan of the night stuff. I love the night stuff. Yeah. I do day night whenever I go out. Yeah. But um, and, and we've had plenty of interaction during the day as well. But I just, I like the night. I don't know what it is. Well, I'll you know? do it. I'm yeah. just not a fan of it. But it's got to be done. It's got. You got to <laughs> get the info. You got to get the evidence. You got to get the data. And just for my own personal, I'm not I'm not going to get rich off of this. No one's going to get rich off of it and doing any of this stuff. That's what everybody thinks. They're going to have their own TV show, and they're going to just, just do it because you love it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what, yeah, you know? we do it. We do it because we've, we want answers, and it's not. Yeah, you uh, prove it to yourself. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and you know what? What's it's funny when you're saying you're not going to get rich off of it. I'm like damn straight. I mean, I have, the money I've spent on equipment is just. And it's lower end equipment. It's you know, I'm saving up for something. We were talking about a night, um, a Gen three uh, scope, monocle, because we we did something recently, and and um, where someone was using it and they got great evidence for for yeah. something you know, which I said you know this would come in handy when I drag him out to uh, Sasquatchville, because <laughs> yeah. I, I still I, he's retired, but I'm dragging him out. I'm dragging Grandpa out. Hey Chris, I got a question for you. How many acres is the Berkshire Mountain Range? The whole range? Yeah, yeah, the whole range. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, you don't know? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I got another yeah. question for you. My brother used to live in Oxford. Would that be considered the the Berkshires as well? Oxford, Mass. Ox- no, o- Oxford, Connecticut. Oxford. I think that's more down towards the shore, isn't it? I'm not. I I don't know. He lived. He lived in. A, he had a log cabin in the middle of the woods. Well, so. then it might be up here. I mean, it might be the southern, pretty... the southern tip or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, it goes all the way up the Appalachian Trail. Parts of it. Um, it's it's huge. It's got. I think the. Um, now uh, look it up. I just thought you may know off the top of your head. Okay. Yeah. No. Nope. I'm sorry. Whenever I talk about some kind of like ranges, I like to know. I can't see, Brian. I like to know exactly how big they are. You know, right. yeah. It's just it's just a quirk I have. I got the following, and this Uh-oh, is really interesting because it's getting scary. I got two thousand one hundred and nine miles squared. Okay, that's pretty big area to go. Uh, you know, to have something living there. Right, I and mean, sixty. And what most people don't know is 60% of, of, of Connecticut is forested. Yeah. yeah. And like 45% of that is protected. You come up yeah. in my area, there's so much state property up above me is ridiculous. And you can't even get in there anymore ever since 911 or, or with the virus stuff. You can't even yeah. get in there anymore. Speaking of which, 
and you living in the area. Have you ever talked to any of the, um, the rangers, park rangers or environmental guys up there um, and kind of alluded to what do you know? You know, have, do you know anything about uh, strangeness going on? I've Cryptids. done a couple, but they kind of like, <laughs> I, could t- I could tell you where to find a bald eagle. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah, what, yeah. They'll, that's what they'll say. They, um, I've, tried, I've tried fishermen. This year, for the first time, I'm going to put an ad in a paper. And I'm going to ask, because people here don't like to talk about it. Because yep. they all think that they, they, you know, people will shun them and, you know, oh, my God, he saw a Bigfoot. Well, yeah, thousands of people have seen Bigfoot. You know what I mean? It's not like there's been two sightings. Well, I mean, know? there's history in the area, so I mean, it would just go go coincide with the history um, right, yep. of the area. Back, I mean, back from 1895, they've been trying to hide it. They really? said it was a, an escaped lunatic from the asylum in Litchfield. Really? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. I just yeah, I just read that the other day, and uh, yep. I was looking up the the wild man. Um, Winchester wild man. Yep. Yeah, and. Um, Across the United States, you know, and that one just came up. Yeah, that one came up just the other day. That was, that's on the other. I mean, if I remember uh, Winston correctly, that was on. Um, was it forty-four more towards New York? Um, that, that that happened right near where Larry's is, right where I go. Really? So what right was where the, the, right where the sightings were in the seventies, right in that in the in that area. Okay, so I'm because I remember going to a spot and. Um, Actually, where my, my place, where the camp was, on the other side of the mountain. There seemed to be like yep. some kind of farm thing there. But on the other side, if you go back that way, um, which we have. We shouldn't have, but we did um, as kids. It ends out, and there's like a dam and a, and a river. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, 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 yep. And yep. that's what they call <laughs> Lover's Lane over there in the, in that's the where they. Area. That's where the two sightings were in the 70s. Yep. And that Larry's is not too far from there. Okay, so that so okay, so that's the area I'm, I'm in, in question. That's where I'm talking about because you know exactly where it is. Right, I'm thinking. What is it? Um, it's it's the uh, Colebrook, like or, is that the name of the town uh, that's like literally a post office? And if you take 180, it was it 183? I forgot what the road is, but it. I think that's the the, the route that they took to get um, the uh, the. Transport. If you were going to go up from here to Pittsfield, let's say, you know, from where you are to Pittsfield, that I think is where the road, and that's where a lot of the stuff has been seen before. So that's right. good to know because I know in that area there were people like you know hanging out like Lovers Lane, and they they saw this gigantic ape guy yep. just walking past. Which yep, that's the one in seventies there. Yep. That would scare the hell out of you at that point if you didn't know what the heck that was. It was like, oh my okay, god, I've heard. Go. So many great stories of close encounters with these guys that would just—I don't know if I would have made it to tell you the honest God, the truth without having a heart attack. It's—I mean, my encounter. Seriously, I mean, how thick is a plane of glass? Like, I don't know if you've ever been up to the camp's property, but really thin, thin—you know—planes right. of glass, and that's how close it was to my feet. It was no more than six inches from each other. Right. No more. It, w- without even thinking about it, Al, this thing could have just went, whoop, grabbed me and pulled, pulled my fat ass right out the window. You know, a 10-year-old, whoop. And uh, it was enough for me to f- literally lay there frozen as if I didn't see it. And, uh, you know, but now, I, you know, I want to go back up there. I definitely want to go, uh, you know, hunting, you know. I don't call it hunting, but I want to go researching. 
Let's call it researching. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, of, let's like, call it researching. I, I'm yeah. so tired of talking like hunting for squats. You know, hunting kind of you know gives the connotation that uh, um, it's like you're going to try to bag it and tag it. I don't want to bag and tag anybody. I just want to say, hey, uh, how are you? You don't want to have like some kind of interaction with it. You go on your way, and I'll go on my way, and I'll, I'll make sure no one comes up to to harm you that type of thing. So I think I'm going to switch it. Yeah, it's not hunting; it's researching. Yeah. Yeah, question for, sure. for you, for sure. question for you, Chris. Um, do you believe that these creatures see in color? Do you think they could see like different color objects? The sight thing I've been throwing around for a while. Um, I think I, you ever hear the theories about the plant DNA inside of them, like a chlorophyll and. You know, if you put chlorophyll drops in your eyes, they said you can see more at night, better mm-hmm. than at night than day. Yeah. You ever hear those stories? Like they have these certain eye drops, like the government yes. has them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think somewhat of that they can see. I know they can see at night incredibly. Yeah, I'm and, not talking about night vision. I think for sure they have night vision. I'm talking about different colors. Duh oranges and reds and greens and yellows and white and blues and you know pinks i think they see black and white okay all right well i don't think they see color you know and and that that's been the talk because you have like a dog a dog is supposedly sees this black and white and shades of gray for the most part and that's why you know when 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 it's darker they react better because they're seeing better and they're seeing this large black mass coming at them it's it's kind of freaks them out um but I would think because I think there's a characteristic between us as human beings and and these creatures. I, th- I don't know if it's the missing link. I don't know what it is, but I think there's enough. If we ever got like true DNA, like we had a Sasquatch and we did it, I think it'd be like a chimpanzee where it's like 99.98%, you know, that close. And if we see in color, why wouldn't they? And that was my mentality in the, during the day. Um, again, I'm not sure, but I know at night, I mean, one of my theories is it takes a lemur, for example, you know, that has a tapia, it comes down and, and it just totally switches to like pitch black, you know, they can see in the dark, like it's nothing. Right. Oh, I was in the middle of the Ozark mountains. We had one in back of us 60 yards, about 60, 70 yards. And we were watching it on flare and it was pacing. Didn't know what to do back and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. We watched him for about 10 minutes. Guy that was there got up, get something out of his bag. Now, this is pure dark, black. Got up to get something out of his bag. Boom, gone, behind a tree. Instantly, instantly behind that tree. And then started peeking. He would poke his head out. He seen us from 60 yards away. That guy get up and move his bag. On uh, wow, that is just that's I know that's how I can say the evidence that I the data that we collected and the evidence shows that that's unheard of. Yeah, I mean that's unheard of. That's pretty. You know, we we've been on a couple of uh, the couple of years back. Al and I were on a couple of cases, and as we're walking into the, I can see out of the corner of my eye, we have someone shadowing us, but in the woods, not making a damn sound, but I can see. Here's the crazy part, right? So 
they have some big trees in the woods, but then they also had some other trees in the woods. And I can see as it's walking, I can I, I catch it because I'm purposely now looking at the corner of my eye and still walking. And I see something moving, like a blurb of brown. And then when I kind of look a little bit more, I see what looks like back of a leg being swept behind a tree. But the tree's like like this big, wide. Yeah. But it disappears. That's the coolest thing that I've ever seen. Right. What do you think about that whole um, the ability to cloaking? Uh, I don't see. I haven't experienced. I, I'm a believer. Seeing, seeing is believing for me. Right. I'm not saying that they don't. I, I've never seen it. So I think they have a vibration. I think they like an alligator. You ever see an alligator in the water? Shake when it's attracting its mate. Really? I think they can. I think they can shake. Their fur, and they get, you, you know, you've seen this. Do you ever see the hair samples? Like they're almost translucent. They light up to all different colors. You know, you've seen them. Mm -hmm. I think they can vibrate them, and I think with the sun hitting them and the vibrating, I think they can camo. You know, that's just my opinion. That's what I, you know, what I. And as of the black and white thing, you can see, like they, I think they know the difference between red, white, and blue because of the the tone, the the difference in the tone to depth of the of the color. Like a red is a bright. Well, black will be a different color. You know what I mean? It'll, but it'll be red, but it'll be like um, I, don't I, know, think I think it's a lighter. You know, it's it's like the people that don't have uh, they're colorblind. Right. Um, I actually they remember know the depth, yeah. and the tones, and all that. Something it, like yeah, that. like like something. There's a difference. It's it's so slight because we see in color, but it's like a a, a version of gray that is just a little bit off. And when you see red, it's it's a, like a. It's like a richer gray for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's a darker gray. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. have their they have their favorite tones, like the blue. They say they like the blues or the yellows. It's got to have its own tone, so they got to know what a blue looks like. They 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 must enjoy. I don't know who knows. This is you can talk about this for days right. and days. And Speaking days. of which, about, about colors, did you ever use something that was red or orange, and and what was the response? If you, I've did? only I've only done the blue. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do blues. I know um, yellow's pretty big because yellow is usually um, at night. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they get reflection off of the uh, cat's eyes in the road, or some some roads have that where the, there's some sightings. Have you ever used a, um, a, a game game cameras? I always use game cameras. And so, you know, everything makes mistakes. Everything will make a mistake. I mean, you might not get nothing for ten years, right? But that one, that one time, that oh, one yeah. time it walks across there and boom. Did I mean? Uh, did did they ever mess with them at all? Or I got some pretty weird stuff with the branches moving and uh, triggering them off and stuff like that. But nothing. I caught uh, this light. I have a video on my uh, on the YouTube. It's called "The Light at the Shredded Tree," and this light travels. From tree to limb to limb to limb. Why there's a deer just circling. It has nothing to do with Bigfoot, I don't think. But it's the craziest thing. And I caught it on a trail camera. I would have never caught it if it wasn't for the trail camera. Well, um, it's very interesting you said that. Where, where it, you know, you, and you said it's not much to do with Bigfoot. But there seems to be a correlation with a lot of people that are investigating now. And they're kind of waking up to it. Of... UFOs or lights and a light events and then some kind of encounter. So maybe you actually caught something that was, um, see, I, I think they go, I, I think they can, they can, they can cloak 
and they can dematerialize. That's, that's how you go from point A matter into like an interdimensional. You have to be able to change your physical shape to, to do that. And I think a lot of the experiences, if, if you like uh, Jay Bachochin, who does uh, Finding Jay, great movie, um, there was some light anomalies with that. I think there's a connection to that. We're, we're trying to, well, I'm trying to research it a little bit more and trying to experience it and see if we can put one on one together. But yeah, check out that video. It's only like eight minutes long, and somebody found a screenshot from that video of a very disturbing picture that's a, that's right next to that light, like a Bigfoot that's screaming. Really? Look at my, yeah, my hair's, yeah, <laughs> they sent me the screenshot. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't like, know. I, I See, I got to see it for myself. I mean, as the years go by, yeah. Well, that, I, I, yeah, there's, go ahead. there's no words. There's no words. Chris, yeah. Chris let me ask you a question. Um, what, how about eye shine? Have you seen different color eye shine in the woods? Do you think the females and the males have the same color eye shine, or do you, or or vice versa? Like deer, like a, a doe and a buck will have different kind of eye shine. One will shine green, one will shine gold. Do you think it's the same way with the squatches, or you think they all have the same color eye shine? See, I haven't. I've only the nighttime when I seen them without flashlights because we don't use flashlights. We use the flares. So I couldn't tell you about the ice shine because I've never seen it. But my buddy's seen, uh, yeah, buddy of mine has seen them gold, light up gold with silver pupils, like real right next to them. Um, that's what we were starting to do was approach, which I don't, uh, uh, that would have taken me a lot longer to start approaching these guys. Yeah. But if you want to get the proof, you got to go for it. Yeah, <laughs> and hope I, for the best. I, I think, you know, I was talking to Al, you know, uh, I watched something with Eddie Murphy and some kind of show with Jerry Seinfeld, and he was talking about visiting Michael Jackson's house. Remember, Michael Jackson had Bubbles the Chimp, right? So Bubbles went nuts. He went crazy. So he, Michael kept him in a, in, a, in, a, in a cage, and Eddie kept going to the cage, and Michael's like, don't go there, Eddie, don't go, you know. I mean, if a chimpanzee, like Bubbles, little thing that you can carry like a baby... It could literally rip your head off without even thinking about it. it could right, right. Basically, take that and multiply it times eight feet, twelve feet. When you say approach, I'm not going to be the first guy running into the woods going, "Hey, Bigfoot!" You know, we. I think you need to build up a relationship, and it's 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 very very it's a tinderbox at, at at every moment because this thing can, if it wants to take you with it, it's going to take you. Right. If it's I agree with you 100. You have yeah. to. You got to build some kind of a bond. Yeah. You got to know that you're not. Your head's not going to get ripped off because I've been to New York City, the Bronx Zoo, <laughs> and seen the gorillas. Yep. And the big male silverback there could rip your shoulders off. Yeah. I mean, it could just totally dismember you. So, and that maybe standing up is maybe six feet. Yeah. He'll scare the hell out of you. He'll come up and slap that glass, and you got to go. Well, I'll be back. I go use the restroom now because the, <laughs> the big silverback just made my stomach turn. Well, you Huge. know, yeah. I mean, we no. went. We used to go there because we did a we did an event for a charity for uh, kids that have a uh, hearing loss and uh, hearing issues. It's a school in um, in the city, and Mike, the, the company that we did. It's a friend of ours has a their child has a hearing. He is a collier, and uh, so we we give back by doing that. It was at the Bronx Zoo. And so we walked into that uh, the monkey cage, Wild Africa, right? I think Wild, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever it was, or whatever they call it. 
and this thing was beating on that glass. And I'm telling oh. you, and you kind of see the bottom moving out. I'm like, we got to get out of here. Uh, you know, one day it's going to happen. It's going to be one of those news reports like, you know, yeah, man was pill- pulled through two inches of glass today by the giant silverback. You know, I'm he waiting for that moment. He thinks it's a joke. Moment. You know, he's yeah. all patting his, he's all patting his chest, blah, 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 yeah. slapping the glass at you, running away from you. Oof. Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked it better when he used to go there and there was bars up. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> old school. I want a little uh, bit more of, of something between us. So uh, we're getting close to the end. I don't want to keep you too, too long. I don't want the wife to get upset or anybody else. And I know you, know, you have other things to do. So what are, what, are some of your, here, what are some of your plans for the future, if you want to go into a little bit of that? And also, where, pe- where can people see these videos and get in touch with you? Okay, so plans for the future. I am heading to the Green Swamp in Florida in April, the end of April, to go hang out with Chris Connor of the Trail to Bigfoot. I don't know if you're familiar with his channel on YouTube. Yep. We're gonna spend a week. We're gonna spend a week in the Green Swamp. Then we're coming back here to get here going, and then hopefully we're gonna hook up with you guys this year. And then I have a buddy out in Colorado. Was his station's called Rock Hounding with Bigfoot. His name is Dustin Res- Resume. I hope I say his name right. And hopefully get out there to see him this year. Um, I'm all about traveling. I'm all about learning from anybody that I can. And uh, Chris down in Florida is taking the structures that he's finding and actually putting a compass to them and measuring them. And they're actually pointing to things where they're researching. He has like he has a gift area. He did, they just found a, 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 a teepee structure the other day that's pointing right at it. He does all the compass. He puts wow. it up and down. He measures it all. He's an Army guy. Right. So he knows about all that, and he, the stars. And he's the only one that I've ever seen do it. And it's just he's coming up with this amazing stuff right now. I think if more people try using this, we might be able to get some travel routes. That, that's what I'm focused on here this year is travel route and flare footage. Yeah. Um, Flares, we got to camp great. out at my area this year for the first time, and we had rock throws for from 7 o'clock till 4 o'clock in the morning. Just rock throw after rock throw after rock throw. I got them on recordings. Those are going to be coming out. I got a new channel coming out. I'm uh, switching everything up. It's going to be called Discover Sasquatch with a podcast. Uh, that's coming soon. And people can get a hold of me at Berkshire Bigfoot at gmail.com and that's it thank you very much for having me on the show it's great to be able to talk to you guys yeah one-on-one or two-on-one for the first time it was awesome <laughs> look at two hours went by with like i'm still ready to go oh i i mean if you want to continue we can continue i have no problems with it so, i mean uh, I, the I'm wife on... has unleashed the grandchild if you can't hear him yet. oh no no, no. It, it, it's good and <laughs> i understand but definitely this summer when it gets warmer um we'll we'll i i gotta bring him up there anyhow because uh you don't understand when you get into this town there's a certain pizza and salad i, I know I, I go crazy for it but you know um it's like a home away from home for me uh, the laurel city and um I don't miss some of the things there, but, you know, it's great. And we'll definitely hook up with you. And, you know, maybe we could just uh, have a great experiences there. I'll also try to get you into the place that I had my first experience and, and see if we can get yep. into that. Which we, Yeah, I'll bring problem. you guys right to – I'll bring you right to up the road and 
hopefully those to come in and throw rocks at us all night. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's interesting. Something I was going to think about doing. Everybody, you know, the people that do trail cameras, it's great, and I, and I agree with you. Put the cameras up, right? If you never know that one moment, it's like ah crap, I got caught on the camera. How can you do that, Bob? You know, yeah. like they're arguing with you. <laughs> but something else that may be interesting is to put up uh, recording devices, like little digital recorders and see if you, you know, what noises you get out of the forest. Oh, I do that all the time. I put them in birdhouses and hang them in trees. Oh, I drop the recorder right in a little birdhouse. It's got a roof on it, won't get wet. I put the foam on the backhand side so you don't get the back noise, and I hang them in the tree, and I leave them there all night. I've got tons of stuff. I got a, wood, I got a snap of a log up at my trading post. Yep. And they were not happy because I left gifts there. I left the peanut butter and the apples, but I put the recorder on the same on the same rock. They wouldn't come in there, and they, all of a sudden you hear this big crack, big huge snap. <laughs> and they would they didn't come in and get it. I wow. came in the next day. I grabbed the recorder out. They, I heard it obviously. They came in that night, took everything, and business as usual. That's so incredible. yeah, we use that. But I got plans for trail cameras this year. We got. We want to hang them high. I think their necks are where it gets them. I think they can't look up all the time. I think there's down inset inside their shoulders, you know. So I think if we can hang those up high, like like a, like a cross, and you know, like looking over a trail. Right. Four, 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 four ropes. Tie them straight. Angle it down towards the trail and leave it up high. We're yeah. gonna try that this year with the game, the trail cameras, and we'll that's see good. That well, like. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I appreciate you being on. I know I think Al, you know, uh, I thank you for coming oh, on too. It was, yeah, it was my pleasure, you know, talking to you tonight because it was amazing. I got a million and one questions for you, but I won't bore you with them tonight. <laughs> oh, no, we'll get together. We could do this even off the air. Just you yeah. know, we got the Skype thing going, so whatever. I mean, I think it's, it's something we should revisit every once in a while just to, you know, collect notes because, I mean, something that I do and I know Al does because we used to do it together is, we're we're about sharing. We I think we get we learn from other researchers and their information, and we've always shared. We just put raw video up, and uh, you know what? If we say something is something, and you can prove it, otherwise we'll look into it, and we're not gonna not do it. We're, you know, we want you people to get involved when we when they watch these you know programs. So, but I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Mrs. For enough and the grandchild, and uh, and I, I thank Al for being on here. Um, Thank you for inviting me, Fry. It was yeah. great. It was my pleasure. Yeah, I really awesome. enjoyed it. Great I, time. Great I, time. I, I miss I miss hanging out with my brother. You know, I mean, we, we haven't seen each other for a while. You know, either jamming or he, he doesn't do the the, the the investigations anymore. But we still uh, can meet up and maybe we'll shoot some stuff or you know play guitars, whatever. But uh, again, thank you for being on Nobo Boomy, nobody but me. And I wanted to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we're doing this video purposely because we're trying to do a little bit more video everybody likes video everybody wants to see things um so this is going to be there are going to be two of these videos actually on our youtube channel which is inside the goblin universe there'll be one from direct audio because i'm going to do this as an audio show as well and then i'm going to throw this up and um if you find any of those photos and you want to send them my way and i can put them into the video that'd be great um you know of, of the prints or whatever it was that we were talking about previous to this Otherwise, have a great night. I hope everybody stays safe. Be well and tune in very soon because I know there's going to be a lot more guests coming on and we're going to be 
we, we, I have an idea for a show that's non-paranormal based and it's going to freak people out, but I think it's going to be good. But again, have a good night. Thank you, gentlemen, and be well. Bye now. Good night. All right, thank you. Yeah, bye. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Dobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. The opinions expressed on Nobo Boomy are of that of the host and his guests. Hey everyone, I'm Cat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart. Join me on the second and last Sunday of each month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. We talk about ghosts, cryptids, aliens and UFOs, and so much more. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and any place you find fine podcasts. spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson.